let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. The Scottish brewery, right? Scottish brewery's live product. No, they get called Brewdog tonight. Uh, so you oh, yeah, can't. So if you say it though, so, yeah. you have to. Because they're hosting it. But, they're hosting it. Yeah. But don't you still have to like run around the venue three times anti-clockwise? Well, like, to, well, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll try and reduce the amount of times that we do actually use the, the full yeah, name the of the Scottish brewery. <laughs> but we, we are recording in Brewdog Shop. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to say, tonight, give so them a shout out. Then it's nice we have because this is like sort of our London recording studio now. Yeah. Yeah. And we are drinking uh, the live East, East Coast, Coast Crush. Crush, which I'm presuming is a New England IPA or pale ale. Well, just have a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would kind of give it away, wouldn't it? Yes. I, can, I can see my future in the murkiness. Yeah. <laughs> I can see nothing. It's, it's as murky as, as, as you like. Um, it looks like grapefruit juice, doesn't it? It does. Mm. It doesn't taste like grapefruit juice. It's not giving much away at all, is it? No, it's not, not much in the aroma. To, to be honest, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of anything on that. Oh, come on, I can get the juiciness there. No, it's very thin. It's the, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit. I mean, at least, I mean, at least usually with the the thick, murky New England pale ales and New England IPAs, you you cannot deny this fruit coming through. Yeah, normally. Yeah. There isn't much fruit on this one at all. But is, has that been taken away? Because it's live. By the liveness. The liveness. The liveness. So you're, you're saying the yeast is just eating every single bit of flavour that's in there? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely not sold on this one at the moment. No. I mean, the name, I assume, is trying to recreate some sort of tropical sensation with Crush. That just sounds tropical. Yeah. Fruity. Or, yeah. or is it just in their normal way that this is what everyone's going mad for right now? Yeah, but maybe, so yeah. everyone's maybe. got a crush on these. Uh, <laughs> ah, oh, oh, okay. Okay. See what you did Not there. No. Maybe it's actually just not big enough beer. Traditionally, a lot of the uh, New England beers are bigger than 5%, aren't they? Yeah, and this yeah. is, what did you say? 4.7. 4.7, so it's quite... It's quite a low ABV quite for low, this kind of style, yeah. as things currently stand. So would you say this is maybe a session New England IPA? Hey! Probably. It's like it's combining two trends at the same time. In, in, in one glass. And live session, live East Coast session. Crush. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Um, I, I reckon by now people would have guessed that we've got guests tonight. Oh, it's not us doing impersonations? No, okay. no, no, not at all. We, we are joined by uh, Andrew and Luke from Rhythm and Brews. Yes, hello. hello. Welcome to, to our show. Thank you for coming on. It's the uh, it's another one of our wonderful crossovers that we do. So we're, we're going to do our show with you guys, and then we're going to do some stuff with with you what, what listeners can listen to as well exactly. which, is, which is quite exciting yeah um, which after your podcast is probably going to be slightly inebriated <laughs> <laughs> possibly considering we've got three beers to get through yeah <laughs> before we get to you that's but fine <laughs> we'll be alright yeah we'll be fine we're professionals yeah. all of us absolutely right. yeah. Yeah. so um, what have we been up to in, in, in the last week guys let's, let's invite our guests first to offer what um Beery Adventures, have you been up to in the last week? How did we, do? we went to our local uh, brewery tab, didn't we? We did, we did. We uh, we managed to massively flake out on a gig that we had tickets to, just so we could go and sit in the sunshine. Sunshine? Cloud shine. Um, to drink some of the local brews at uh, Garden City Brewery in North Hearts. Which was really nice. It was, they do some they do some nice stuff. They've got some good guests in at the moment, too. Yeah. Bit of weird beard, bit of arbor. Yep. So, you know, it's... Uh, Jumping on the craft beer trend. Oh, nothing wrong, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Any real standouts, beer-wise? Oh, what did we have? Um, I'm trying to think. For me, it was the... Well, I, this is the problem. I can't even remember the name of it, but I had the most amazing hopped cider, which I don't think I've ever had before. I think it was, it was New Zealand, hopped and pipped. Hopped and pipped. Pipped and hopped. Pipped and hopped and hopped yeah. and pipped. Yeah, one of those. Um, which, yeah, which I don't think I've, I've come across a hopped cider before. And I know, as looking on Untapped, as one does, that they do exist. So, you know, that was quite exciting. But apart from that, they're... Um, they're what was it? It was a, a Styrian IPA, which I don't think I've had Styrian hops before. No, that was quite Again, different. Yeah. That was weird. It was uh, a bit... German 
Yeah. It's yeah. Czech, Czech hops, like proper. Yeah. What's what's known as the noble hops, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the original hops, the ones yeah. that have yeah. gravitas. Um, <laughs> unlike these bloody upstarts, Citra and yeah. Oh. New world. The ones with all the flavour. And then beer adventures. We had a massive bottle share effectively on Saturday night. Yeah, so um, uh, stupidly decided to start off with some of the uh, 10% sours and then move into uh, many more sours. Exactly. Uh, Trying to go to a 12% vanilla stout Uh, (laughs) after a, a bucket load of curry as well Maybe so the that other was... way round would have worked but yeah. I'm not, not sure you did that the right way sours at 10% stouts at 12% plus curry yeah exactly how, uh, how was Sunday? <laughs> it was slow yeah, yeah. It, um, it definitely existed not that many of us remember it you had to check untapped to make sure Sunday yes. existed yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't check in anything yeah. yesterday <laughs> however we did discover that um, uh, Wild Smoke and Barrels the last year's summer one which was yeah. the massively salty sea water orange ghost that they did um, works really well when it's been aged for a little bit because so. you were just actually berating that on your most recent podcast yeah. as well weren't you I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's not berating it's definitely poss- it's definitely one of the most challenging beers I've ever had and and I think aging it for a little bit or maybe it was just the frame of mind we're in but I think by that point yeah it was uh, yeah. <laughs> after those first six beers it um it tasted marvelous well we've discovered it pairs very well with curry (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't be an automatic Um, choice normally would it (laughs) but an uh, an upgrade on cobra Mm. yes exactly that's it that's it um, what about you, mate? What, what have you been up to in this last week? I imagine there might be a, a lot it of might similarities. be a bit of a crossover here, then, yeah, Steve, yeah, with us. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it was our opinions on film that we recorded oh, on Saturday. We, we did record that, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And who knew it was that difficult to drink eight beers in 90 minutes? Well, <laughs> it was a challenge. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that was the main beer adventure. I, what, a spoiler best beer was from Weird Beard, the Sadako at 9.2% Imperial Stout. It was it was the perfect finish to that entire box of beers. Actually, yeah. it worked so well. Very pleased that they put it in six sixty. Yes, we, we enjoyed that one. <laughs> yeah, so long so after what, the film. What film was it you did? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. So yeah, yeah. so uh, for the for, for people who haven't listened, the, the guys opposite us at the moment were the ones who suggested put the idea <laughs> in their head about choosing beers to certain scenes in the film. Yeah, and we, that was that was good fun. Uh, it was good fun. We we were just going to drink them. And we were going to go low to high ABV. Yeah. Yep. And we were always going to do the empty stout at the end because it was the most. So that was the point. only one which didn't change. Yeah. yeah. And then we met up with you guys for a beer, and you said, "No, no, 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 match the beers to scenes." And I then went away and and did just that. Yeah. Probably the most tenuous one, and this is a little spoiler. But the show was uh, the the Yeasty Boys Pot Kettle Black. Uh, I matched it to the scene where it's Marty night. goes to the mall at night time because it was dark. <laughs> there you perfect. Go. That's, perfect. That's, that's it. That was the there best I could do. Yeah. There so, that that, but it was enormously good fun. It, I it have was a lot it. of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How much of the film do you actually remember, though? We don't need to. We've seen it so many times. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, we know that film inside now. But, uh, uh, having listened back to it, we did talk about the film quite a bit, actually. Did we? Yeah, we did, did nerd did, out did, a couple of times. Yeah. Excellent. Happy with that, then. And then, and then we decided we hadn't had enough beer. So we went for more beer, didn't <laughs> we? We went, we went out. We went down to the, the Victoria, which people would have heard me and you mention before in Colchester, and stumbled upon the Truman's Two Halves. Cask beer. Really Absolutely nice delicious. Beer, yeah. I think it's a fairly new one they've done, but it's got two of my favourite hops in there, Citra Mosaic. Four and a half percent India Session Ale, it's described as. And um, I must have enjoyed it, because I had four. <laughs> I didn't have anything else. Honestly, descriptions on these beers. India session owl. I thought you'd like that. What I just thought I'd mention that. Fuck. <laughs> I, mean, I can just about bear session IPA. But what about what about session lager? Session India Pale Lager. Oh shut up. Okay. <laughs> so that, that, was, that was properly in the name. It was yeah, yeah. No, because I, t- I took a picture of it so I could because okay. it was Saturday so, night. So you had four pints. I left after two. Didn't you have three? You sure you only left after two? Were you just sitting there by yourself, um, just no, no, sadly no, in the corner? I was sitting there with sure. my son. Oh, there no, you go, okay, even better. Okay. <laughs> so you might explain the state that I found myself in when I got home. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, because I might have also had a pint on the way home as well. Somewhere. What did you do, pop in the brickies? No, I went into... Not uh, the north, uh, No, you know when I did that little uh, walk-in... Oh, your side of the train, yeah. I found that little uh, drinks parlour. 
called Charlie's Den oh, or something. Yeah. I went in there. You went in there? For a pint of lager. Yeah, I went in for a pint of lager because I needed one. Oh, well, <laughs> my, my fault was because I was timing it to pick up the Chinese and get the bus. Uh, okay. So there was time okay. for a fourth. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yours was a palate cleanser. My, mine yeah, was just, yeah. yeah, I need something to, <laughs> to, 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 to wash away. So <laughs> dirty cask beer. <laughs> get rid of it. Get <laughs> <laughs> But no, that, 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 my beery highlights is definitely Saturday and all the beer we drank on Saturday and the fun we had. Yeah, I've, uh, the only thing I've got to add to that this week is because that was a real highlight of the week for me. The only thing I've got to add, add is... Had? 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 had. It's early, one beer in and <laughs> here we go already. Um, was stumbling across, not stumbling across, I went specifically to Morrison. You didn't stumble. <laughs> um, you drove many fo- miles. Fo- <laughs> follow, following the news last week that uh, Morrison's are now stocking four packs of... Uh, Northern Monks New World IPA. I literally rushed to my nearest Morrison. Had you checked that they had it before you went there? No. What Ooh. would you have done? Probably cried a little <laughs> bit in the aisle. So I like to think you would have just yeah. started pushing shells over. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that, and I also kind of I, I erred on the side of caution that I don't think Northern Monk would have released that blog had it not already been in stores. Yeah, but because otherwise, otherwise people would have just rushed to the store. And, but then maybe, I, not, maybe not everyone did what you did. I had to go to work. I almost <laughs> literally dropped what I was doing and went wow. to Morrison's okay. to get a four-pack. Keith, you're wow. going to school late today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Daddy's got to stop at Morrison's. <laughs> you buying us lunch? No. Yeah, no, no. So, so yeah, that, that was probably my highlight. And, and leads us quite nicely into the news as well. Yes. That's, that's obviously one of the big news stories this week. Is, is that Northern Monk are now stocking um, four packs, and only four packs. It was quite specific in the blog, yeah, wasn't it? Of New World IPA and Eternal in Morrison's, which for what I paid, I think I paid £6.54 for four cans. I think I paid that for a double heathen. I mean, it's... I was very happy with the price per unit. Yeah. Is, that, is that special or regular price? No, that's, that's the regular price. Well, I think Apparently up north, it's like you can get it for under six quid. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Bloody north-south divide, honestly. Yeah, that's one pound fifty a can. Yeah. <laughs> for that. Yeah. That's and just... I presume, I'm going to put it out there, that you've already cracked one or two of them open already. I may only have one left of the four-pack. Okay. <laughs> and uh, t- how's it tasting? It's tasting incredible. It's, it's actually tasting, in terms of that particular beer, it's been tasting good for a while uh, from M&S. But it's now that I don't know what they've done to it. They've dialed it up a notch, but it's tasting absolutely bang on. I, I, I think for the price that you're paying for that for a four pack in a, a supermarket, you'd be mad not to have a regular stock of that beer in your fridge. Well, because this is what they were saying in the blog post, wasn't it? They were so adamant that they were never going to compromise on flavour. Yeah. It was if they were doing this, they were doing it right, and they were making sure that you know it was an exclusive. That you know they weren't going to just dial it out to yeah. everywhere. You know every budget you got a four pack of <laughs> total. Yeah, it was there, but, it's Morrison's yeah. for the four packs, and they've got the contract with uh, M and S. You can still get your single single cans in M and S. You mean your train beers? Yeah, single yeah. cans means train beers. Which I don't, I don't know. We had a bit of a chat about this because also the blog said that the Leeds the Leeds M and S in the train station is their biggest seller of single cans of New World IPA. Wow. Now, it's just phenomenal. For, for those of you that have been to Leeds... The M&S is tiny. M&S is tiny, <laughs> and it's tucked away in the corner. People are searching that place out just for that And beer. it's not just you. And it's not just me, no, no, no <laughs> when I'm up there. But And uh, I know we had a bit of a debate about the, the, the price of it, because obviously in, in, in M&S it's like something like 220 a can. 2.29, yeah. 2.49. And, and you like thought that. that went against what they said in their blog. But yeah. the, I think the point, point that I tried to make was for M- M&S or buying something for convenience in a train station, you would expect to pay a slightly higher premium for, 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 for any product. Oh, no, I do agree with that. I just think that... It's, if you're paying the equivalent of 150 to 165 as part of a multi-pack versus maybe 229 or 249, it just feels a bit of a leap. Don't bother me. I think I'm, I'm do not want Northern Monk to stop sending their beers to M&S at the train stations. Don't and, get me and wrong. I don't want them to stop stocking Morrison's. <laughs> yeah. Either. Please, please don't. I mean, I just discovered this two weeks ago that the M&S at King's Cross has Northern Monk. I mean, I was having to make do with a bottle of Camden Wit, and nobody should have to do that. I mean, the, um, the little waitrose is worth a look at King's Cross as well. Oh, see, yeah. Oh no, see, they've got they've got a few decent ales. 
but um, nothing cold, which, you know, sometimes after a hard day's work, you just want something that's nice I'll, and I'll sweet. I've tried and drink beer. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest now, chain, chain beer, the definition of chain beer is now in a, it's a tin product, isn't it? Tin. It is. I mean, I started off with yeah. the citra bottles, a pint yeah. bottle, because A, I thought, this is brilliant, I could have a pint on the train. <laughs> but you always had to remember to have the bottle owner, which yep. I know most of us probably do anyway, but, and then, but drinking from the pint bottle wasn't that. Elegant. He did look a bit loud. <laughs> I've had a few looks. Like, sitting there, and they're like, yeah, right. So I'm just saying, look, four pack of Astros or whatever it is you're drinking. So I'd say it's better than a Foster's can. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. We judge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm surprising that wasn't the biggest news this week, though. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> uh, it broke at the tail end of last week. Was the sale of. Um, Charlie Wells, so uh, Charles Wells Limited has been sold to Marsden's PLC for 55 million. So this, but this is the Charles Wells Brewing Arm, isn't it? Not the pub estate. It's the brewing arm, and it's also the distribution distribution arm for Kirin Lager, Estrella Dam, Erdinger, and Founders, and the exclusive global license of the Youngs brand. Okay, well, it's a bit of bland buying bland there, isn't it? So. You, you dialed that down <laughs> much from what you said before. <laughs> I do. Well, professional. Um, I couldn't so get excited about it, though. No, I, I couldn't get excited about it, but it was just, it was a it was a surprising story because it seems as though, essentially what Marsdens are doing, that they're almost like the UK equivalent of AB InBev and they're just buying up all of the other regional breweries. Yeah. There'll be Fuller's, Adnams, Green King and Marsdens owned. And yeah, that'll be it. That they'll be the only four regional breweries, yeah. actually, surely. Can you at least get a good anagram if you combine all four of those? I mean, because cool. if if we can do that, I'm happy with it. You know. So, you you <laughs> were thinking about that. I'll, yeah. I'll crack through the rest of the news. So while, while we're talking about um, bland beers, uh, the Great <laughs> British Beer Festival. Oh, no, no, not happy about that. Okay, so uh, the UK's greatest showcase of cast beer um, apparently this year there's going to be uh, um, some Irish beer showcased at the Great British Beer Festival so collaboration of craft brewers from across Ireland will come together uh, to bring beers over so this includes Kinnegar, White Hag, White Gypsy and Metal Man all coming together to bring beers over and to brew beers especially for the Great British Beer Festival okay well interestingly none of them had any cask available at the Alltech Festival that they didn't but cask isn't a thing in Ireland no no they, they don't do but what's the what's the benefit of doing it just for a couple of specials over here do you think it would introduce people to their craft keg so are, are they actually bringing them over in cask because I mean the beer festival normally has a bottle you know a foreign bottle no I think they're actually doing well because they, they have the American cask now the festival will provide the Irish brew, brewers with an opportunity to try their hands at brewing cask conditions oh, real okay. hey. yeah, so it's okay yeah. Yeah, okay no more unusual than what the, the Americans do when they bring those over. No, but in, yeah. interesting. I mean, all of those breweries that, that I mentioned there, they're all breweries that you can you can actually now readily get their beers anyway from quite a lot of distributors in the UK. Yeah, cans. Yeah, cans and some bottles yeah. of, of, of their stuff there. Be interesting, though. Yeah. See how it goes. Uh, absolutely. So while we're talking collabs as well, uh, this was announced last week on Craft Beer Hour uh, when Elusive Brewing are hosting. So this is announcing Collabageddon. Quite possibly the greatest name ever for anything. <laughs> Why didn't we call this show Collabageddon? See, or the, or the whole series of them. Collab yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, this is coming late in 2017. Um, it's a series of breweries doing a series of brews of each other, all being released across eight beer. It's eight beers in 16 bars nationwide. So the breweries involved in this are Affinity, Elusive, Verdant. Um, Odyssey, Unity, Vibrant Forest, and Weird Beard. So that's that's quite. It's not a bad lineup, is it? That's quite a lineup, isn't it? So uh, more details on that, I suppose. Yeah, because that's all he said out. so far, yeah, isn't that's, it? That's all that's out so far. And, and to finish the news this week, um, just some more news about Manchester Beer Week. The, the co-op have brewed a beer with Blackjack uh, to create to create uh, what's going to be a one-off brew just to celebrate Manchester Beer Week. So this is um, a breakfast ale using all British hops and leftover fruit from the production of Co-op's own brand yogurts will be brewed with oats and lactose to create a twist on the British morning favourite porridge. Right. So it's, wow. So it's a porridge breakfast beer. I mean... Uh, it's murky. That's going to be sludge, isn't it? 
going to be sludge in a glass. I've always thought Co-op were one of the best brewers in the country. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> but their, their, their extensive range of craft beers really puts this up in, in the heights of my excitement. I'm, I'm quite excited that they're doing it with Blackjack. Because yeah, yeah, Blackjack yeah. do produce some really good beers. Yeah. And if I remember back to the beer that they produced, Blackjack produced for last year's Manchester Beer Week, they did the collab with Thornbridge, which was the Jaffa Cake Style. See, but I mean, you've got I'd, two. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd buy that. Which <laughs> ticked all of the boxes. But you've also got two amazing breweries. I mean, I'm just hoping the co op have just given them, the Blackjack, a whole bunch of money and gone, go with it and don't interfere whatsoever. Because then it might it, yeah. be a great beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what they've done. They've just got the obligation to use something that ties into co op. Yeah. yeah. I mean, co op yeah, have always, yeah. to be fair to co op, they've always been uh, very pro local, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, to, just to, I suppose, to reinforce that, so that beer, bottles of that beer will be exclusively about available in the 39 co-op stores across the northwest in June. Okay. Oh, well, now I'm pissed off because it's not coming <laughs> to the southeast. So, you know, whatevs, whatevs co-op, sort your shit out. It's, it's interesting. It's, <laughs> th- th- there are two sides to that. Right? One that, yes, it should only be available because it's <laughs> celebrating that week, but the other one being, well... What about the rest of us? Yeah, I want it. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Good job I'm up there for Manchester Beer Week. Yeah, yeah. Anyone want bottles? Bring some back. <laughs> yeah. Taking orders now. Just, just find a, just find a look. And that wasn't a general offer to anybody that listens. <laughs> <laughs> please don't start tweeting in and saying, yes, we'd like four bottles, please, because I'm not taking mass orders. What's, what's, what's your final thoughts on the first beer then? Um, it's like drinking very diluted orange squash to me. I'm really underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, I'm not picking. I'm the only one here who seems to quite like it, but you know. No, it's perfectly inoffensive drinkable. Mm. No, no, I actually find it quite offensive for being inoffensive. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, because there's nothing. It is. It that is water like, and lemon you gave me upstairs had more flavour. It is like watered <laughs> down orange juice. It is. It's very much like yeah. watered down orange juice. But I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. I've got a four-year-old. I'm used to watered down orange juice. This is. Do you, pay, do you pay craft prices for your, that, that juice though, normally? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes in a, a wax topped bottle. <laughs> that's, that's where my cut came from. <laughs> Taking the wax seal off this dark the other day. Well, as I said to you at the time, you could have found a smaller knife. I'm going to that. It's better than doing it after seven beers though. Uh, that's true. Doing it in advance. I've only been doing that while watching Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> this is a knife. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I'm assuming so, uh, that's where we were going with that one. Absolutely. Should we? Uh, should we move on to the next beer then? Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. So, I'm quite happy to do that. This is a this is a beer that, unbelievably, in the, the many annals. the many episodes of, of podcasts that I've now been involved in, we've never featured this beer. Um, this is Brewdog's Jackhammer. Cheers. Uh, yeah, we're, we're Cheers. Now, which, Plenty of um, clinking. Uh, an original West Coast IPA, I believe. Just funny, you know, it doesn't. There's no aroma off that. No, I don't, I don't get much aroma, but fuck me, it's bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, it's bitter. It's quote of the week. It's, it's, a, it's a new segment. Right. <laughs> Sorry, right this, there is this week's trailer. 18, 18 plus rating on the podcast. Um, it but is it is bitter, but I like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, Isn't that what you expect from Yes. A, oh, yeah, that's what you IPA? expect. Yeah. yeah, but I like it. I like that bitterness at the start. Because let's, let's, let's for a minute imagine that Brewdog had probably styled this on those classic West Coast IPAs. From our stone brethren kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it does everything that it it says on the tin. Does anybody know what hops are in there? It's just because this does not taste like your typical... I'm guessing there's Simcoe, seeing as I use that in pretty much everything. (laughs) (laughs) But I I couldn't actually go into detail. I actually find the flavour really well balanced in Jackhammer. It's a little while since I've had one, actually. If I'm being honest. It's ages since then, and I think probably the last one I had from, might have been from a can. Oh, my last one was definitely a can. Can or bottle? Yeah. Yeah, my, mine was definitely a bottle sat in Finsbury Park, uh, getting nicely toasted before getting going on elsewhere. He does have he does have somewhere to live. He just didn't get there enough. <laughs> yeah. They did that whole series last year, didn't they, where they did slight variations. Yeah, the monk hammer, the blank yeah. hammer. Oh, okay. They did that. So the monk hammer was the monk hammer the one which had a bit of Belgium. 
Or Belgian-y? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't just call it Belgian-y hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because you'd, uh, you'd, you'd trademarked it. Yeah, possibly. And, and yeast, yeast hammer sounds a bit too much like an STD. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've really got it this time. Yeah. I'm really enjoying that. It's it lovely, is, after, um, it's lovely after it's lovely after boxes for me. It's oh. uh, I prefer the first. I'm just going to be the uh, odd one out here. That's that's fine. You you, you be that. Until <laughs> <laughs> um, we get slated on their show later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, it's probably time uh, that we talked about this week's poem. Opinions, 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 opinions. Opinions. To tie in with our guests and, and the crossover that we're doing, uh, is your drinking experience heightened by the right music? Yes. You, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kind of job done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You really got it. That's it. Shows, shows over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we, we, people wanted it to be a shorter show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're done. Twenty-five minutes and we're done. Um, so it was yes, no, or turn it down. Those were the options that we gave on the poll and we had uh, 396 votes not a bad show which uh, after last week's mammoth poll uh, this is now our second most popular poll ever that's not bad is it uh, no, bad. Um, 60% of people said yes so very much lending themselves yeah. to, to, to uh, what you jumped in with there that's <laughs> the truth I think that gives us a mandate yeah. Yeah. to do whatever the fuck we like <laughs> yeah, so, uh, 23% said no and 17% said Turn it down. Uh, um, I, I believe you can change that one to "I'm too old" as well. That's. I mean, very quickly, what we found this 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 poll went mainly in a different direction from what we had wanted it to in terms it of did. where we were aiming to yep. in terms of our discussion tonight. So a lot of people went down the music is too loud route, and I'm, I'm not going to read out all the, all the comments, but I will just give them a roll call. Of, of people that had comments along those sorts of yep. lines. We had Ian Barnard at uh, Mr. Underscore Ian Underscore B, Joe Hill at Multiplex Rant, Jamie H, who's possibly got the best Twitter handle ever, at Merchant of Shite. <laughs> um, That's my local pub. Ian Sutton <laughs> at Ian Sutton 12, Kyle Gunner at Kyle Gunner, Darren Oakley at Daz Oakley, Graham Slander at Slander Graham, John Stanley at JW Stanley 1007, and the Owl Lady at the Owl Lady all made comments about music being too loud yeah. and was, interrupting the drinking there experience. There was definitely a spin off tangent kind of discussion. discussion going on yeah, wasn't there yeah so so while we're in that uh, just a couple of other comments before we get into to some of the stuff that we were hoping to get to because I know many times you and I have discussed about being at beer festivals discussed. or being in pubs ranted we've ranted about music being too loud and it essentially ruining the experience um, so uh, I refuse to say the full name at Clayfish said I may drink beer at a music festival but I don't go to a beer festival to listen to music I agree with that. So, I, would I, don't, agree, I would agree with that. I don't know. I don't know. Go on, go on, go on. Okay, so. Tell us your, tell take us, the mic. Tell us your opinion. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, so, I think that the right music can really enhance a beer festival, but the problem is, is nobody plays the right music at a beer festival. It's like they assume that it's a, a place for um, the latest banging DJ, because. I mean, everybody knows that beer festivals are where the electronic music aficionados hang out. Um, or it's it's really, really loud bands. Um, and I just... A nice accompanying kind of music would actually enhance it. I think something like, you know, in the realms of... With particular types of beer, something like folk... Something background... Not backgroundy, but like... I don't know, that fits in. Yeah, so I would say that... You can almost have any music at a beer festival if it didn't interfere. Yeah, well, as, so we were at Craft Beer Rising um, a few months ago. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I went last year's one and I thought it was good because they also had the music separate as well. Yeah, so they did have the well, music they did, separate. But they had it piped through the whole venue this yeah. time and it was, I just, it annoys me when part of the reason I go to something like that is I want to maybe have a chat with some yeah. Yeah. people and say, okay, what's that? What's that like? Uh, one, yeah. See, a year before, they hadn't, it wasn't piped all the way through. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, see? This one, the, the one in uh, 2016, was, it was quite a separate area. Mm. And if and you were near that area, you could probably hear a bit of it yes. floating through. Yeah. Um, and that was fine, mm. because it was just naturally filtering yeah. its way through. But to 
putting it around the whole building, that seems a bit unnecessary. Because like you say, yeah. you've got all these brewers there who want, who are quite happy generally to talk to you yes. about the beer as well. Yes. The last thing you want to do is just be shouting at each other and they go, yeah, I've said yes three times, I've no idea what he said. And, and I, I think we've had those comments from brewers before. One that was an indie man last year. And I think he said he lost his voice, didn't he? There was also one from Craft Beer Rising that said they were under right. speaker and come the end of the weekend, they had lost their voice because they were literally having to shout at the punters yeah. to, to tell them about their beers. Yeah. And surely that begins to take away from not just our experiences as, as, as paying customers, but, festival, but as, as a brewery that he's come away from that with mm. shit my voice is well also they're there the whole time we generally go to a session yeah. or maybe yeah. two yeah. sessions if Crafty Rising is three days so they're there for the whole whole stint I, I, I would go back to, to your point there and say that I, I think that you, I've got no problem with music per se but I don't want it to, to be the dominating factor especially at a beer festival and if that's, go, I think that's concert, the key yeah, if yeah. go to a concert I expect the music to lead yeah uh, yeah. You know, it's quite nice that a couple of venues are now starting to catch up on drink offerings rather than two or three different yeah. things in plastic bottles. But I would say that you can have almost, I, I wouldn't almost mind what music was playing in the background. Well, that, that, that as long as it was background, background. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it added something without me even noticing it's it's not not to ruin what's going to happen uh in the next podcast but uh, <laughs> um but it's it's about setting the atmosphere right like that is i think what music does an amazing job of is setting an atmosphere and if you don't have any music if you don't have any sound and it's just the general hubbub it can feel a bit yeah sterile empty yeah. dead i mean yeah. i get that well there was a very good comment i'm not it was from a nate which said it gives you a if you go into a pub or a venue, a festival, and the sort of music they're playing often gives you an idea of what sort Absolutely. of people are there yeah. and who are running the place, working there. Exactly. And that sort of ties into what you're saying, Nick. It does give you a feel for it. But again, it's just getting it right. They were playing music when we were in the Victoria on the on Saturday. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. But it's never. I don't even remember how many pints I had, mate. It's never. It's <laughs> never. But it's never. It's never overt. Yeah. It's, it's there. You've got a word. It's a jukebox where you can put, do your own songs. Yeah. And you can have there's massive choice on there, so I've heard lots of different things in there, but it's never bang in my ear or what well, I can't talk. That, that lends itself to what uh, Ringtra at Ringtra fifty six said. Yes, but the right music is difficult to find beyond your control in public, and even the right music when too loud prevents enjoyment. So what we've so, now, what we've what basically said is uh, it's, the, it's the volume because what people haven't said is. I don't like the music. Don't like the music. Or I don't want to hear the music. The it's just that generally it we equate the music. We equate no, hearing the music with being too loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so just moving it on slightly, and, and this is an interesting one. So, Optimus hiatus. I'm <laughs> loving that Sparky Wright keeps changing, changing his it. name <laughs> um, to, to many things. So he, is, I think he had Optimus Gateway ones as well. He did. He said, it's always Optimus something. Yeah. Um, so this is, and, and I love this because it, it does lend itself. To I where quite like this one. Discussion. So. Um, at Sparky Wright said, I enjoy drinking bourbon, listening to jazz late at night. Hashtag not beer, hashtag probably not what you're after, hashtag telling you anyway. Actually, Sparky, and I know that Sparky listens. <laughs> You've nailed it. He nailed it because that is what we wanted to hear and yeah. that's what we wanted to talk about. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, the same applies. It's any, any drink, any anything you put in your mouth, so to speak. <laughs> 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 Can't take you anywhere, Andrew. Oh, brilliant. We are playing Barry White later. Jesus. <laughs> That's superb. That is the best quote since I joined the show. Anyway, you were saying. I was saying. That's got to stay. <laughs> oh, God, no. That sounds even worse. <laughs> are we supposed to be drinking the beer or spitting it everywhere? Yeah. I mean, is that. Oh, my word. Oh, dear. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, the, he's deteriorated he, already. He's nailed it, hasn't he? He's, he's there, he's in the moment, he's got the music that enhances that drink. Fantastic. Well, and this is the problem. You can't, with, with live, uh, with, with venues, you, the whole concept of matching music to beer is never going to work because everybody's drinking something different. And everyone's got different tastes. Yeah, but, and so, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, when you're on your own, when you're on your lonesome, <laughs> in the dark... <laughs> uh, that's, that's what... The, the, the podcast that you guys do yeah. offer that experience, offers that experience, doesn't what? it? You, yeah. you, what, you, they're in the dark, drinking on the road? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be, invariably, if you want to. Invariably. It might be a rubbish podcast. If you know what beers they're featuring, 
then you can sit in the dark and, and wait until the music comes on and the music yeah. streams through the show as well. But that's that's essentially what you're trying to do, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's basically it's like an intense personal experience. I mean, that's what music is. Music is an intense personal experience. Um, it can also be a joyous collective experience, but that's not what we're focusing on, right? Uh, wow. Well, well, yeah, we've got the question was, you know, is, is your drinking experience heightened by the right music? So we were talking to individuals and asking them about what they thought. Yeah, yeah. We, we were, yeah. So let's let's go through some of the stuff where people said it, they, they think it actually complements one another. So Matt Chinnery at Heart Pint Gent says, depends on the situation, but I'd go so far as to say they both enhance each other at times. Although I reckon me and Matt are never going to agree on music. Absolutely not, <laughs> considering that he's a bar slash micro pub at the end of his garden is called Caps and Raps. It's never going to happen. You know what? On that note, I've not found a beer that matches hip hop particularly well yet. Okay. Maybe you and Matt need to have a discussion. If you're listening, when you listen, there's a challenge for you, mate. There we go. Uh, Matt Curtis at Total Curtis. uh, Well-curated playlists that suit the mood of a particular time or day really heighten a pub experience for me. Yep. Yeah. And that, that, he linked into that other comment where he said, with, "If there's no music playing, he finds it a little bit awkward at times." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it can be. Well, well, he, he should stop going to spoons, shouldn't he? <laughs> exactly, because you just love the sound of the hubbub in spoons. There's actually a really good experience of that in London, if you happen to be in London, which is Devonshire Arms in Camden, which is one of the only surviving metal pubs. So, I mean, it's not to everyone's taste. But their their beer lineup as well is quite metal in that they you know they do things like heavy. Well, they got trooper, pretty much. Okay, oh, yeah. they, <laughs> there, were, there were devil horns there but, for people that aren't. Uh, <laughs> just just remind you, you're listening to an audio podcast. <laughs> um, but the devil horns were out. They'll, they'll come in the show notes, right? <laughs> um, but it's but it's the perfect. All the beers that they have are generally quite heavy, or on the other end, they're quite the um, generic lagers. And which actually suits the music that they play, which is all quite dark metal. Like, it just suits the whole vibe of the bar. And it's like, it's an experience. It's a total experience. Beer, music, and people. It's they brilliant. Thank you, Fat. We're not they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Emmanuel's at Emmanuel's. Um, everything, and, and that was in caps. Yeah. So in oh. Everything is enhanced by the right music. Exclamation, wow. exclamation, exclamation. Wow. <laughs> everything. 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 Uh, tanked up at tanked up underscore car. So uh, another podcast I actually discovered around the same time that I discovered you guys, which was suddenly there seemed to be this surgence of beer and some podcasts. <laughs> and so, so these guys do beer and gaming, which yeah. is a little bit niche. And... <laughs> I struggle to get into their gaming chat sometimes, but I love the way they that they discuss beers. Uh, they jumped in on this to say, we assume video game music counts. Sometimes the tunes mess up the sound cues on where the bad guys are. So, not, not being the... Well, it's, the my, last my, game I played that scared me was Resident Evil on the PlayStation 1. Well, my, Michael's always, my son Michael's always shown me trailers for new games, which basically involve zombies. And blood and shooting. Right up your street. Yeah, I love that sort of thing. Yeah, and um, it would be fantastic. They do the have sour. some. They do have some big soundtracks that go with these video games now. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! They yeah. do have some. Be I mean, I assume it. Must, yeah. I assume it must be quite a big money spinner. Yeah, it must be quite a big. It must bring in a lot of money because yeah. it almost feels like a movie when you're watching well, the trailers. It's the right game. It's it's now. Yeah, they're at a point where they are almost movie like. Well, they've started to do. I'm thinking of the IMDb listings where actors now have game credits. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, all of the wow. latest, say, so, for example, Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah. Grand Theft Auto has had the likes of Ray Liotta do voices. I mean, it's like, it's Ray Liotta. I'm yeah, getting blank yeah, looks. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, good, good, good. Um, and and the things like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, and butterfly effect as well, wasn't it? Yeah, great film. <laughs> and uh, Final Fantasy, they've been doing uh, orchestra um, renditions of Final Fantasy music at Royal Albert Hall. I mean, it's like, wow. okay. this is minute, big. That, that yeah. is massive. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's probably taken to a new level. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the answer is yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's get some more thoughts on Jack Hammer, and, yep. and then we'll get yep. our thoughts on, on this particular subject. This is, it's oh. not as fruity as I remember it. No, I don't ever remember it being I remember, fruity. No, I still remember that having that sort of citrus going through it. Um, but I am loving it. Very easy to drink, 7.2%. Is that because your palate has got used to fruit bombs? No, it's never, it hasn't got used to fruit bombs yet. 
um, or that beers have just become more fruity. I think so now maybe because beers got more fruity. fruity yeah. Yeah. Um, because for me, this is still almost the quintessential. Yeah, that, that is the word. That is the word. I didn't want to use it though because I know I used it in the uh, opinions on films oh. podcast as well. And I don't want it to become a regular word that I use in everything. So, but it's okay if I use it. You can use it. Yeah. So we did it's all, all but time. But now I've made a big thing about. Yeah, you made a big thing about using it, about not using it. We're not allowed to use it. Okay, again. we won't use. <laughs> um, but it is. It is the quintessential West Coast IPA. I would still. Uh, I would. Wouldn't mind a little bit more for again. But I love the dry bitterness. The bitterness is perfect. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I've this there needs to be some more fruit in there because I'm just getting it so lovely it goes down and you're like oh this is a smooth beer bang bitterness yeah. Yeah. it's like just hits you at the back of the throat it's perfect for me I'm enjoying it yeah um, so in, in terms of uh, and I guess we will come on to this in, in, in part two of, yeah. this, of, of this crossover where uh, you guys are going to introduce us to exactly what beer can not beer exactly what music can do to, to your beer drinking experience. Uh-huh. Um, I suppose you could think of it the other way around as well. There's nothing to stop you thinking of beer enhancing your music, music experience. Yeah, can beer enhance music? I mean, that's second season. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I found a nice podcast in America that does just There you that. go, done. Yeah, I know. Done. Uh-huh. Stealing our ideas. Uh-huh. So we'll come on to that. Um, but leading into that, we've, there's, there's, a, there's a, a few final comments that do really link quite nicely to exactly what you guys do. Um, so first up from Thomas Marshall at TDTM82, uh, neurologies work together and they appease both auditory and taste aroma experiences. Combine the three and I am most happy in it, happiest. And we like it when Tom's happy. Yeah. Uh, can you guys explain that one a little bit? What, what he said. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, so, so it so is. Maybe, I, I, or maybe we'll explain that on... Well, no, no, no. I think because we no, we we, we, to we touch. Two. Oh, no, 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 no. So definitely, we do touch on that. But I mean, it's more about the the actual experience in our podcast. So we can go into it a bit bit okay. deeper. Which is so there's neurological connections I between so. taste and sound. It's the same as synesthesia. It's the people who see colours, see colours, hear colours, hear colours. Um, yeah. Of course, you see colours. It's what your eyes are for. Yeah, it's it's but it's the whole mixing up of the senses, and this is this is something that is well documented. It happens, so it makes sense that taste and auditory can kind of interfere as well. And everybody is on a spectrum of synesthesia, so like this is a documented fact. It happens. Now, <laughs> the question is around what sounds alter what tastes. So there's been a whole bunch of studies into this, and. Um, and there's pretty much there's like they've written down and it's a pretty basic spectrum. You got high tones make things sweeter, low tones make things more bitter. Um, round sounds can bring out the, uh, the the sweetness. No, the high tones are sweetness. Yeah. Round. I can't remember. There's lots of other things. I'm three so, days so, in. Yeah, so. so spiky, <laughs> spiky, discordant. Yeah. Is what you'd associate with sour. Um, yeah. So it's like Luke said, it's, it's well documented. That's the neurological reaction that people experience to a greater or lesser extent and then, well, and then you've got the but there's, there's more because that's what you chose one of the beers on the film for an uncomfortable moment a beer that oh, you thought was going to be uncomfortable there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. absolutely and this is this is the other the other end of it which you'll have to listen to our podcast to get the other part the psychological part of it absolutely because mm. we'll, we'll dig into that yeah. Yeah, a little bit more <laughs> in your and, and then I suppose the, the, the final comment and <laughs> interesting this because this was from you guys because uh, <laughs> uh, I had to just ask the question of what are you going on about here I only have things at 120 HZ through a 5.1 system to drink beer otherwise the experience is ruined Please explain to me what you were um, saying there. Well, I've got question mark, question mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was taking the piss. Oh, okay. It's um, no. So I was talking about 120 hertz. It goes back to what I was just talking about. It's the high, high tones, low tones. So the the concept is like we make it more fun by playing music. The concept is is you could literally just play a beep. And it would change the taste well, of your beer, tone. like a, a tone that tone would be a like a, tone. you know, like a. So it would actually have to be um, a, a, a record. No, uh, no, no, a song. And that's the beauty of records is that they they comprise of a whole bunch of different elements, and it's just what about what comes out at certain times that brings out the um, the you know various parts, which is why you kind of you know you can get a bit more com- complexity and nuance in there. Okay. But um, but yes, yeah, so in a five point one system, I mean, you need sound constantly surrounding you. Jesus. Okay. 
So, Don't you? I'm, I'm looking forward to exploring this a little bit more in part two. But what was your, what was your thoughts, Steve? You haven't, you haven't given your opinion yet. I, I haven't. Because um, we're both what? big lovers of music. We've both gone yeah. to lots of live gigs. And I would probably say that the beer definitely didn't enhance much of the gig because the beer was just there to be drunk. Would you ever go to a pub that had a live band on specifically for that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I went to the Download Festival the year that I have made and released Trooper, and they were headlining I have made, and they and they made sure that Trooper was available at the festival. So I sat drinking Trooper <laughs> while watching I have made, and it didn't make the beer taste any better. That's that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but it was a great marketing exercise. Yeah. Um, mm. In terms of the whole music and beer thing, I'm not going to go down the route of of, of saying that, that the whole volume thing because we've, we've done we've that. done that done that. That's, um, that's a different conversation. I, I'm actually I'm, I'm going to go cliche here and let, let's wait until part two to see oh. if I can be okay. Well, no, 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 okay. no, no. Actually, I'm okay. not going to have that Why because not? let's find out if part two changes your mind. Mm. Okay, uh, uh, okay. Oh, so okay. where I am now, I'm not sure that music can taste change the flavour. A beer. Yep. Okay. I, I was just reading bollocks in your face. Like that was like it was like this this entire thing so, so, is just hundred percent bollocks. So, so I am I will put that challenge out there. And, oh and I know God. we had a few people say that that yeah. not convinced it it works. Um, you're gonna have to listen to part two to see if I'm influenced yeah, by, I've been, I've been, right, by music. Okay. Where your position can, can is I, now. Can I put the massive caveat out there? But as he's bought no music. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Luke said, you know, so the 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 experimentation on this has been done with fairly sort of constant tones. So the bass tone enhances bitterness. The high tones enhances sweetness. It's difficult to find a song that is all high and all low. No, so Andrew, I'm, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to accept this. Well, we are experts at what we do. So it's fine. you've disagreed before. Yeah. <laughs> we have Sometimes. listened to your yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but so, yeah. So, so yeah, I think I'm, my, my mind is open. And, and I've been to, I know, I know you were influenced by Pete Brown doing his, his beer and music. Very much so, yeah. I, I've been to one of those. Uh, it might have been one of the very first ones he, he did way back. Um, and, and I was a little bit unconvinced. That a couple of the songs he played, I was like, oh, I like them. <laughs> so I'm like enjoying this beer a little bit more, maybe because I like that. I, I like that yeah. song, but I'm not sure whether it, it changes yeah. anything about the beer. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the challenge is there. Yeah. I'm interested where it goes. Gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah, because obviously with the running. A lot of people they have like certain tracks which go with the running and certain mm, tracks which yeah. maybe you finish off a race on. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit old school because I started running when you had to carry a lot more equipment with you. You know, so the Sony Walkman would have been the most portable thing, and that didn't really work very well if you were running. And the Walkman, that big yellow one, was yeah, massive. It was like a brick. <laughs> yeah, and they used to say, "Just hook it on the shorts." No, that doesn't work. Yeah, pull my shorts down. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, so I don't really listen to music much when I run because headphones and sort of paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, but I know that a lot of people swear by it. They won't go out for a run without, yeah. and not just music, but their tracks. Sorted out. Yeah. So there's actually so like Spotify have jumped on this right, and they've actually got a thing where um, you can hit the running mode, and you start running, and it uses the phone to judge what pace you're running at, and it matches your pace to the BPM of a playlist. Oh, really? It's hell. it's crazy. It's wow. like and it is. It works really the, well the down, too. The downside is that a lot of races don't let you wear headphones, uh, especially especially ones which go on the public roads where yeah. you might still yeah because if you still have to navigate traffic because sometimes what they do is they'll close off one half of the road. And certain bits, and so you still have marshals giving you instructions. Yeah. There's any sort of uh, on public roads, rarely will they let you wear headphones. That's interesting, I never knew that. Yeah, there you go. So, I just but the thing is, if you train with headphones the whole time, and then suddenly turn up on yeah. race day to do your 10k half half marathon, and suddenly say you can't wear headphones, your training has gone all wrong. It's a bit like not training with energy gels or water stops and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, if, if at this point anyone is waiting in anticipation <laughs> for the beer and running crossover show it's never oh. happening come on beer <laughs> running Mar- Marathon de Medoc hey I just read I just read today Mikella do a running club I'm just saying the Marathon de Medoc is um, anyway, strange time of year beer? though isn't it it's quite warm. let's get on to the next beer, beer yeah, right yeah, yeah. cheers yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the next one up is this is Jet Blackheart and this is Nitro Stout oh Oh, that is chocolatey. Fucking beautiful. Jesus Christ. And 
from what I've heard recently, this is soon coming in cans in nitro. How will they nitrate? Oh, they must have a widget. The widget's coming back. They're bringing back the widget. Well, they'll call it something else, won't they? They'll call it the doggit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I'm saying that, how did and Finnegan nitro the bottles of their... It wasn't as well nitroed as it, it nitro, was, was it? I've got to say that, but... I mean, that's, that's, that's all... 4.7% the jet black car is. How much flavour has that got? That's incredible. That's what I love about it. Is it, it is. It's just light. Yeah. And, and it's beautiful. Warm as well. But it's got that much flavour. You yeah. know, usually you get that much flavour with um, any sort of dark beer. It has to have a bigger body, doesn't it? Mm. Yes. This, this is not a big body beer, is it? Spot on. Yeah. It's spot on. For I mean, we've had this now uh, down here where we're recording for, what, half an hour? Yeah. And it's starting to warm up. Even when it's cold, I've had it cold a couple of weeks ago. At the point of that cold, spends very little time in the glass. <laughs> That's true. I, I have to say. I had a pint cold when I came here for uh, Clayfish's birthday. Yeah. I'm, it, I'm already it, down to it, a quarter. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, <laughs> mine is, mine is so much flavour out of this. We, 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 the three we've had that's that's the best one yeah. for me 100% that's I the winner fairly, do you have winners? well I think we're fairly <laughs> unanimous on I this one we're fairly unanimous this is, this is incredible um, so we should probably move on to um, try and start wrapping this thing up then yeah so, uh, time for our letters section let us know, write it down, let us know write it down, let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness write it down so this is um, responding to, first of all, responding to last week where we put out the challenge. We did the uh, frequently asked beer questions from Tasting Niche. Um, and we had a couple of people respond to this, didn't yeah, we? So yeah. I've got uh, a response from John Rogers at Rogers 2000 Key influence upon my beer drinking journey was at Beers Manchester. Guided me through initial festivals and then to new beers. People, uh, new beers and people. My first craft beer was Squawk Brewing Co. Peach and Mango IPA. Indie Man in 2015, followed by a special state stout, and it was a gateway to Manchester beers. But for him, now you've got one from uh, another listener. Yeah, is well. it um, Paul RCD? He's, a, he's a, a fellow Liverpool fan, I know that, so he's probably feeling pretty chirpy this morning. Um, so his answers to the questions were so he, he, he felt that he couldn't do it in 40, 140 characters, so he just took a picture. Of what he'd written down and screenshotted it <laughs> works it. just as well, doesn't it? So, uh, question number one: After twenty years of macro four percent beers, I just felt there was much more out there. So, for number two, favourite beer and uh, beer forever. At the moment, he said it's Pale Ale Number Two by Handing Hops. So, answered both questions. Uh, number four: Healthy. Have two clear days off beer a week, but aren't as healthy as I should be. Only exercise two miles walking per day per week. Walking out day during the week. Um, are you an alcoholic? No, I'm not dependent on beer. He's a very clever man, though, for number six. Hops, citron mosaic. Well done. Well done, man. Yeah. Well done. What was question number six? Uh, what's your favourite ingredient? Hey. Hops. Water. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you brew? No. Tried, but was rubbish. First, first beer, Castle Main 4X. <laughs> a man after my own heart and um, this is where this is where he definitely knows his stuff okay uh, who in the beer world do you look up to uh, good beer hunting and beer o'clock okay brilliant there you go, <laughs> well, there you go. does he win, he, he win something for that yeah, well, suck up points yeah that, to yeah. be honest if you put yeah. that down as answer number nine you'd always get read out absolutely <laughs> yeah. that's fairly much guaranteed so, so a few other things that we've had in this week. Uh, Johnny Robbins at Johnny R. Robbins said, if I drunk a beer before untapped, did it ever actually happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be clear, you can't go and check it in now either. <laughs> Which I think is a brilliant question. It's, it's like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there, does anybody yeah. hear it? <laughs> I do. I love that. And again, uh, Paul, uh, once again, so at UNRCD. Yeah, so it was. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, your favourite brewery is if your if your favourite brewery is taken over by a multinational, how would you feel and would you stop buying their beers? Hashtag opinions. It's all these two. Never. You know what? I think that this whole thing deserves another podcast, but um, <laughs> it's bullshit. I mean, if the brewery continues to create good beer. What's the problem? Still drinking good beer, don't you? Yeah. That's it, that's it. And, you know, it just means it's going to be available in more places. I mean, but the problem is, is most times they compromise on well, the beer. Well, sure, you've got to give them the benefit of the doubt initially, and you have to keep drinking it, at least for a while, until you think, you know... I think, that's, I think that's unless you've got a really strong, I mean, properly strong views about that kind of thing, 
then yes, I'd agree. You you definitely got to give them the benefit of that to start off with. I think going back to what you just asked, where a couple of years ago people got quite angsty about it, yeah. was they say at Camden because they'd done their crowdfunding. Yeah. Yep. So people had bought into it. People people had joined the loving about it because they'd crowdfunded. They didn't crowdfund to make a return. They all no. made a good return financially. It went really well, but they hadn't invested to make a financial return. No. no. Or the majority of people hadn't. Yeah. They to be part of a club. Yeah. To get invited to the one-offs, to get the chance to get to meet the brewer, that kind of stuff. Jeez, I mean, if they'd invested, they would have been happy that it sold to a big brewery yeah, because they would have got a massive payout. There's not many investments would give but you that kind of return in a exactly, short, actual space yeah. of time on that amount. But yeah, I can understand that, that people would get a bit shirty about it. But at the same time, but then again, in saying that, I mean, if my favourite indie music artist signed to Universal, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> so. Even in my day, we used to go like, oh, I'd have but sold just, out. Just, just ask that. The thousands of people in the queue at Baldwin County day when they release the new beers, Goose Island, release new Baldwin County every year. You know, they're not not buying that beer because no, they're not owned by ABI, are they? Well, exactly, yeah. Well, that's, we, why, um, that's why big brewers buy smaller breweries. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't realize. turn it down. We, yeah. we didn't turn it down at all. Yeah. <laughs> we still have a bottle yeah. sat like, yeah. for another podcast. I think you've got to be um, careful you're not too precious about these things. Um, I think precious is a good, yeah. good word. Uh, and then the next one is uh, Fantastic Man Adam Latouz. Which I think is a great handle. <laughs> uh, hey, I realise this wouldn't work as a direct poll, but I'd love to know what the favourite supermarket available beer is. Yeah, as a poll, it'd be really hard because you'd have to give just the four it, options, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, would. Um, okay, what about one beerage? Yeah, do you guys have your favourites? Northern New World IPA. Because it's now available in the supermarket. Yeah. Okay, well, I recently bought bottles of Thornbridge. Tart and rain, uh, raindrops and roses. Oh, yeah. Both in Tesco. Lovely. Yeah. Enjoyed both of those. Yours? You've just stolen my tart. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, well, it's not the first time it's happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It must yeah. be all these winning lines. But you know what? A second one is probably um, Brewdog's Elvis Juice. I, I can't get enough of Elvis Juice. It's phenomenal. And multi packs, brilliant. I would uh, <laughs> probably say for Pure Session IPA. Mm. I, I think. It's something we've covered a number of times. Yeah. Is the availability availability of beers in supermarkets now, and and I think let's we, we can probably say right now that in a in a few weeks time we're going to be hosting Craft Beer Hour. Yep. And and we're focusing on supermarket beers. We're going to do live polls during that hour, talking about supermarket beers. And if if that wasn't enough. We're also going to record it, and that's going to be that week's podcast <laughs> as well. So, so you're going to get a live craft uh, beer hour. Supermarkets are going to be swamped for that hour. Abs- absolutely. It'll so, be like Delia um, recommending blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just like, it's off the shelves. It's gone. Absolutely. So we're really looking forward to doing yeah, that. It'll, it'll, be good for, it'll be a challenge, but it'll be good fun. It, it will be a challenge. So people need to appreciate that what they might hear is a lot of pauses and a lot of typing in, in between <laughs> because we are also hosting. And, and still trying to drink. Hour. Yeah. Um, and then just um, just to finish up this week's Bitter and Lingerness, and this isn't really anything that was aimed at us, but it was something that I picked up, and, and I just felt as though I had to read it out because it's possibly one of the best worded tweets I've ever seen. Uh, this was from Chris Hall at Chris Hall Beer, who, now Chris works for Brew My Numbers, All right, okay, yeah. and this was Chris's tweet advertising what they had on at their tap list last Friday night. Yep. Tonight's tap list has rapidly evolved into a runaway train of crushable bangers, soothing silkamy Belgium sauce, and face-warming barrel gravy. <laughs> Possibly one of the best. I was, I, was, I was good with that to the last, the very last bit. You know what? They I'm, are my next three album titles. Yeah. <laughs> face-warming <laughs> barrel, barrel gravy. Just oh, perfect. Oh, no. Oh. Just, there's just something slightly wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Sorry, I loved it. I just, I mean, Chris is an absolute wordsmith, and that just uh, took it to another level. Yep. And that, was that, de- that was definitely another level. So let's go from words to pictures, mate. Um, yep. Who's won the prize this prize this week? It was a tough one because someone put on a picture with a, a Doctor Who canvas in the background, oh. which for the uh, deliberately, deliberately for the listeners, uh, we're, the listeners, we're, we're I'm showing at. it to everyone else. It's a fantastic picture, and the guy who posted it said it was a present for my wife. Oh, oh, even better. Uh, so I was impressed with that. But the uh, then we had a, a lovely picture of wild beer Kronos in the wild. <laughs> 
Oh, that's photo that must be Photoshop. Nice. Must be Photoshop. Uh, there's a, probably a little bit of work has gone on. However, the winner is from Gammon Baron. Oh, so, oh, so hat trick denied. No hat and it's the more Imperial Entanglement pictured in a Lego setup. Nice. Oh, that, that is perfect. That's incredible. That is amazing. So when you see this picture, you'll understand why it's won. There's, there's I, some work gone into that. That's very like a, I love a the concept of a visual competition on a podcast. I think it just works <laughs> so well. <laughs> so yes, Gammon Baron, 9.7 Imperial Red Ale. Um, works brilliantly. When you see it, you'll get it. And it's it'll be linked through in the show notes. And as always, if you want to get involved in the podcast, you can uh, use the hashtag opinions um, to comment or ask us anything, and that will go into Bitter and Linganis. Or if you want to go for the prizes, prize, put a picture on Instagram, use the hashtag cheers, guys. So we're uh, just finishing off our jet black hearts. Mm. Well, it seems to have gone, da- seems gone, gone down rather well. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts, let's go around the table. This is lovely. This is, this is one of my favourite stouts so far. I would say this is one of Brewdog's, easily one of the best beers. I'm very excited about this coming into cans, I've, I've got to say. And I want those cans to find their way into my local Morrison's. Morrison's. <laughs> right next to the New World IPA. <laughs> Just so you don't have to go too far. Oh yeah, I don't even want to move <laughs> along that aisle. As you bring um, a seat. Yes. Um, so what have, uh, what have we got coming next week, mate? Well, next week, the uh, listeners get the chance to hear our opinions on film, don't they? That they do, which is us drinking lots of beers to... Yeah, to so uh, a, case, a case of beer, the Behemoth Box Beer, box of beer from Hippo Beers, yeah. while we watch uh, Back to the Future. Absolutely, and uh, make sure to tune in to part two of this crossover with Riverman Brews, which, uh, guys, do you know when you're... Yes, Part we will be out. Well, we do. We do the twentieth of every month, so this will be out on the twentieth of June. Okay. So you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks, Ooh. but it'll be worth it. Don't all, worry. All the best. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit, it's barrel aged. It's barrel aged. <laughs> it's like a mid-season break. <laughs> barrel gravy. Oh, it's a bit of barrel oh, gravy no. podcast. On, yeah. on that note. On that note. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.